0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Eric Christensen. Eric is a clinical pharmacist who is passionate about patient safety, geriatrics, MTM, and clinical pharmacy. He is the owner of the blog at www.meded101.com, which is a valuable resource for practicing healthcare professionals and students alike who are interested in learning more about the practical application of clinical pharmacy. He has also created real life pharmacology, a podcast designed to teach pharmacology and provide some real world insight on the practice of clinical pharmacy. He's got two kids and the best wife in the world by, and by leveraging technology and social media and the tools of the internet, he obtains over 30,000 page views to his website every month and nearly 30,000 podcast downloads. My goodness. Among his professional accomplishments, he is a board certified in geriatrics and pharmacotherapy and has been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, American Journal of Nursing, written Amazon best-selling books, and has helped thousands of nurses, pharmacists, and prescribers become better at medication management. Eric, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast.
1: Hey, it's great to be with you. I'm definitely uh, excited to, to chat with you and... Um... Yeah. It was uh, a lot of fun uh, meeting Hillary down in, in Nashville for sure when I was down there for a conference. So looking, I was looking forward to this. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, So glad. I love getting to meet people in person. And when Eric was one of the speakers at which Cardinal event? Was, um, Cardinal?
1: The RBC yeah, event.
0: One of their big conferences. Um, he got to come to our dispensary of hope and got to connect in person, I said, I have to have you on the show so we can uh, share this all with our listeners. Um, so Eric, you have a lot going on. Um, you're, you stay really busy. Tell us like, how did you like, what was kind of the first step down this path? And, and just to be clear for our audience, you, um, are purely an, an entrepreneur. Now you do not work, um, for anyone else, you've got all of these different um, things that you're doing. How did you kind of um, get interested in blogging and then, you know, maybe we can talk about what how you decided to take the leap?
1: Yeah, so it was so I graduated in, in '9, so that gives you a little context. So I've been practicing pharmacy and I still do um, uh, for about 10 years. And probably about year um, four or five, uh, just uh, I was doing long-term care consulting, uh, some MTM, some assisted living consulting, some home health care consulting um, with uh, you know a, a company that I, I worked for, and I'd I'd kind of gotten to a point where I I felt like you know, I, I had enough confidence and I, I felt like I was very, very competent and and good at my job after, you know, four or five years of, of doing it. And, um you know, I had the, the benefit of working with really experienced uh, clinical pharmacists that, you know, they had, had 10, 20 plus years of um, basically doing uh, consulting, mostly in, in the long-term care setting. And, uh, just learned a lot that, you know, I didn't really feel like I learned uh, in school, mm-hmm. you know, about pharmacy because, you know, University of Minnesota, they're, they're definitely very progressive, but, you know, any sort of internships, anything like that had typically been associated uh, with, you know, a retail or community pharmacy uh, or a hospital. So that kind of got me into um looking at different things because i i didn't you know i i didn't dislike those jobs but i wasn't as excited to go to work as a, as i wanted to be so um did some rotations got into the long term care consulting uh, got that expertise over a few years and got a little bit stagnant a little bit bored with it um and from that um i just you know had this idea uh, to start sharing some of the stories that I had seen, some of the you know case scenarios, some of the things that come up in that everyday practice, and really my uh, target audience when I first started, or at least in my mind, my target audience um, was going to be uh, long-term care consulting or long-term care nurses, and so that that was initially my target. And I started on Facebook, uh, started posting, you know, just uh, clinical pearls, things that come up, um, talking about medications in, in geriatrics and uh, reached out to a few nurses. And, you know, they, they said they, they really, really liked it overall, you know, and with, you know, the, the power of social media, people started sharing uh, these posts and pharmacy people, you know, would see it. Uh, And I would slowly see my Facebook page grow and and grow and grow over time. And uh, within about the first two to four weeks of posting things, it was pretty evident to me that, you know, not many people are are doing this. And it's a a really powerful way uh, to help educate where you actually bring some of those uh, real life scenarios, um, to a, an educational platform basically. And so, yeah, I just kept getting this positive feedback and it, um, really kept me, me going and kept, um, me creating more content to, to try to help more people. But from that initial, you know, nursing group that I emailed and said, Hey, check this out. Uh, it, it definitely evolved into much more of a uh, pharmacist nurse practitioner pas med students um, type of, of model where nurses maybe you know most nurses probably don't want or need that much in-depth mm-hmm. clinical information and I you know y- you don't really know until you, you get into that exactly where uh, where you're you're gonna end up so I, I've taken, all sorts of you know different paths and uh, it, yeah ended up kind of where I'm at for now and it's hard to, <laughs> hard to say where I'm gonna uh, end up in the the future but um, uh, just I've just kept educating, I've been consistent and tried to provide a lot of value.
0: Yeah I I, lo- I I love that you ended with that was that you have been consistent and have been consistently providing value through education. Um, I think that's key to your growth. Um, and it's interesting that it kind of started with uh, nursing and then adapted to, um, to pharmacists. But even with your podcast, Real Life Pharmacology, um, you probably have uh, reached pretty much all different types of healthcare professionals, pharmacists, nurses maybe even med students I mean I, I don't know who all um but
1: yeah de- definitely i've I've seen that in some of the uh, comments and and reviews mm-hmm. um, on the the podcast where you know somebody mentioned you know it really helped me me with the MCAT and I've definitely had nurse practitioners you know saying this is so relevant so helpful um to what they're they're doing in practice and it's like Yeah, exactly. It's, it's meant to be Mm -hmm. a lot of the information and and stories and common scenarios I see over and over again, um, are things that I've just paid attention to and I'll take a note on something and, and, uh, try to share that when I'm educating about a a drug or topic or whatever I'm doing.
0: Yeah. And so Eric, um, did, what kind of came next? Did you start writing books or, or the, the test prep? Um,
1: Yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of interesting, you know, with, um, so I, I started truly on Facebook Mm -hmm. and that was it. And, um, you know, I, I had somebody message me, you know, early on, you know, within a, a month or two, um, I think it was a friend and they're like, you know, I'm, this is great information. I think I sent a screenshot or copy pasted something or something like that. And they're like, this is great. But you know, Facebook's not really my thing. And so from that, it's like I I drug my feet for a little while. But it's like I knew I had to have a website. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's where I really need to be posting this stuff. And I'm incredibly grateful I did that. Because you know, Facebook actually changed their rules and, um, my growth on, on Facebook was super fast, super early. Mm -hmm. And then they actually changed, uh, their settings with Facebook, Mm uh, as far as what's shown in front of an individual and all this sort of stuff. And, um, my views, people liking my posts, uh, it went down dramatically. And, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you, you really need to uh, own your own space. And uh, at that time, I, I did have the, the website up and going and, um, you know, getting traffic through uh, various avenues, you know, not just Facebook, but Twitter some, um, and then obviously other people uh, linking up my stuff over time. And then you start ranking in, in search engines and things like that. Um, but that's, that's kind of a different, uh, side story, I guess there, but with the, um, website mm-hmm. now, uh, lots of other people were able to to contact mm-hmm. me. And so I initially tried, um, just basically on a whim, uh, to, to create a, a PDF and try to, you know, sell it for five, 10 bucks and, you know, make a little bit of money. And it was basically just, a you know, a top, um, 30 educate, uh, mistakes that I've seen kind of in long-term care mm-hmm. and geriatrics. And, uh, that is now actually my free giveaway <laughs> on my, my website, but I sold zero in about three months. Um, because, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know, you know, exactly what people wanted. Um, so over time I, I kind of paid attention, um, you know, thought about that a little bit, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I got a, a message, um, I think it was from somebody at uh, mm-hmm. RX Prep, saying, do you want to write mm-hmm. test questions for us? And from that, you know, I, uh, you know, proposed an, an offer for how much I'd charge, you know, how long I think it would take and, and that sort of thing. And never really heard back. Um, but really, that kind of gave me the the confidence I guess to um, start creating my my own content and I found that I really really enjoyed it it would it would be really really hard to do if right. I didn't enjoy it and um, I, I definitely do enjoy that aspect uh, as far as the the book and the test prep material so I think the um, BCPS practice exam. That was one of my very first products. Uh, that came, I think about a month before, um, I released, uh, my first book pharmacotherapy where I, um, kind of organized a little bit better, edited, uh, some of my, my case scenarios and, and things, things like that. And that book has evolved over time, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of, a you know, unifying, uh, event where I, I, just decided to start, um, trying to, you know, sell some of the, the content I have. And I think, you know, with the, the support, um, I had blogged for a year and a half actually prior to mm-hmm. even trying to make money. So I, I think, you know, people in a way, um, wanted to find a way to support me. I don't know if they necessarily needed that, that content or not. Um, but I, I think I just, you know, developed a a sense of trust with the, um, folks and the early folks that, um, uh, followed, uh, the blog, um, that, you know, it, it helped me, uh, generate some, some revenue off of those, those products.
0: Hey listeners, I wanted to remind you about the residency prep giveaway that is available Uh, with the Your Financial Pharmacist Group and TLDR. So last year, nearly 50% of applicants for the ASHP resident matching program did not match. And the odds will likely be similar or worse this year. So to stand a chance, you need to rise above the pack. But don't worry, we've got your back. So the Pharmacy Advisory Group Residency Boot Camp course, which is available uh, residency Com is one of the giveaway prizes and if you head over to slash giveaway you'll find all of the different residency prep options available and enter for your chance to win one of the five prizes. Again, the landing page is www.yourfinancialpharmacist.com slash giveaway, and you will be entered to win and get uh, one of the pharmacy advisory groups um, bootcamp courses, which is available at, at Teachable. You can head over to Residency residencybootcamp.com teachablecom and sign up. It's only $30 and there are about three hours worth of modules. You can go at your own pace, get ready for the ASHP mid-year, how to get together your packet and interview tips, uh, lots of good information there. So be sure to check it out. Thanks. Yeah. So, so speaking of, you know, you're, you've kind of shifted completely from, um, working as a long-term care consultant to having all of these different education products, what would, what would you say has been your biggest um, source of revenue um, right now?
1: Yeah, I, well, actually, Hillary, I still work as a a pharmacist. I'm probably, yeah, yeah, I'm probably working um, about two days a week, I would say. And um, okay. From that, um, you know, and then my wife actually went back to work as well. So that that helped the, the income status. She stayed home with our, our kids when they were really little. Uh, so she's back to, to working full time. And then, um, yeah, generating revenue off of, uh, you know, all sorts of different uh, books on Amazon. Um, and then uh, as well as the uh, kind of all access packages for NAPLEX and BCPS and geriatrics exam and that type of thing. Uh, I would say probably, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but probably geriatrics has been um, one of my better ones. And I, I think that's probably because that's um, the majority of uh, my audience, maybe, because that's generally what more of my blog posts are about is polypharmacy and geriatrics mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um but uh yeah that's that's come and gone i've i've had some modest success with naplex material as well um so yeah it it has uh it has varied a little bit there over time
0: yeah okay now that that helps clarify and uh your your continued work within the long-term care space just helps to con- keep you up to date and relevant and and a constant source of uh new new possible cases um, to yeah. share.
1: so I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine not working as a, a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I enjoy the work and, and, um, you know, every day and trying to manage the online stuff as well. It's like, yeah, that that gets to be a bit much. But mm-hmm. um, overall, I, I, I enjoy what I do. And um, with the work that I have right now, I have a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. as to what days you know I I can go do that work. So it's like I, I don't have to be at a specific place necessarily um, from eight to five, you know, on on whatever day. Right. So that's a that's a really huge advantage um, in, in trying to kind of manage uh, both uh, aspects of work mm-hmm. there.
0: Um. Yeah. And so Eric. And um, that obviously helps too with, with kids and, you know, you and your wife kind of taking care of, of when maybe they need to get to some activity or play golf or, or whatever. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, So let's talk a little bit about what, what are you thinking you see with the future of pharmacy?
1: Yeah, it's been, um, uh, so I I uh, Tony Guerra worked with uh, worked with me on creating an audiobook version of, of a couple of my books mm-hmm. and um, so are friends on Facebook and that sort mm-hmm. of thing um, and, and I I've uh, been a little depressed uh, following his uh mm-hmm. Facebook posts mm-hmm. here lately uh, he, he stays really up on job market and the numbers and and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff and um, yeah it, it's it's uh, not not a good time, and I think he's using the, the hashtag farmageddon, Which
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I hope I hope he trademarked that one because that 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 is uh, pretty good. But um, it's it's definitely not. It's it's funny, but it's not funny right. at the same time. Because um, I, mm-hmm. I get emails, you know, from people that are, are struggling to find work. Uh, you know, and they'll ask about you know board certification and and helping my chances at at getting another job and, and that sort of thing. And it is uh, tough right now if you've been in a uh, traditional role and um, that's all you know. Uh, to to get a, a position with only that background um, is getting more and more challenging. Uh, So, looking at the the future, you know, what what do I see? Um, I see creativity. uh, I see harnessing, leveraging technology. If you know how to utilize technologies, uh, that can certainly be helpful. And when you see things in the news, pay attention to it. So, the big things I think about are, you know, opioids and the Mm -hmm. addiction issue, you know, becoming an, an expert at that, helping with that. Uh, I see a ton about genetics and that type of thing. You know, you see advertisements for all these different tests and things yeah. of that nature. Uh, that's a big area where uh, people are going to have a lot of questions. Uh, and I can speak from experience being in an ambulatory care clinic uh, for three years as well after my, my long-term care consulting um, background. Uh Providers generally aren't very comfortable uh, with genetics or have a good background in genetics. So, that's definitely a, an area I think we can, can own and, and dominate. Um, some of these uh, database jobs where we're looking at information, looking for trends, uh, you know, the informatics space, things of that nature, um, those are all areas where if, if you've got an interest in, and if you've got a passion for any of those, uh, I, I think you can can do really well uh, in this this tougher job market. Um, with that said, if you if you don't have any interest in in those areas, uh, I would um, strongly, strongly recommend that you become an expert at something because you really want to be the the go to person for something what whatever that might be. Um, That would would be probably my my strongest uh, recommendation is to uh, find something you enjoy and and really try to be uh, the best at it and and be an expert uh, within that specific area that that you love.
0: Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. Um, so Eric, I think that, yes, I totally agree. I've been following Tony's post yeah. as well. And when you see that there's a 0% uh, projection for for jobs yeah. uh, up until like 2030 or 20, thirty five with the Bureau of Labor statistics, um, I think that but someone was saying that is a little bit more of a subjective uh, metric, and there's another aggregated one, and and but all all that to say, it, it is looking very dismal with yeah. the numbers, and you know you're seeing um, increases in number of, of grads, but decreases in number of of uh, applicants, increase in the number of, sc- I mean, just very interesting landscape right yeah. now. So I think that's great. Advice on finding a niche. Um, is there is is there any other kind of last advice that you might tell your younger self or for other pharmacists who are just getting started in their career?
1: Yeah, I, I think you know one of uh, one of the the tipping points because, like I said, I graduated probably about ten years ago now, a little over that. But um, you know, one of the the tipping points for me as a student. Um, was I, I remember um going into a community pharmacy rotation and I, I re- remember catching myself uh staring at the clock a lot um just like thinking about you know when is this day, day going to be over and, and I remember mm. doing that on on multiple days and I didn't really like it but at the, mm. at the same time it it really gave me that that gut feeling like you know, this, this isn't for me, you're, you're not going to be happy, um, in Mm -hmm. this setting. So if, as you're, you know, maybe you're a student, maybe you're looking at, at rotations, internships, APPEs, um, as you're in those, those settings, um, take notes, whether it's a mental note or actually a physical note, and think about those situations when you're the happiest, And when you're maybe not feeling so good about what you're doing and make note of that and pay attention to that. And that can definitely give you a sense of, of maybe where you want to go in the future. Because I I had a a couple of options where um, I I could jump right into long-term care consulting. I I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity. Um, Or I could have uh, jumped into a community retail opportunity. I, I had uh, two job offers that I was seriously considering and I thought back uh, to that, you know, community pharmacy experience and um, just really trusted my gut as far as what I was going to enjoy, what I was likely going to be able to um, put the most energy and effort into because I was actually passionate about uh, that, that topic area. So, that would be my advice is, Think about the things, uh, the, the times when you're um, having your most enjoyment, when you don't mind getting up uh, to go to work and you're going to do something that's fun and exciting. Think about those times and try to find uh, a line of work uh, that kind of represents or aligns uh, with those times when you're enjoying your work.
0: Yeah, that is such great practical advice, and I, I think about it, like getting in your flow. Um, people kind of will use that terminology too, but I think um, <laughs> that is so so practical. When you're you're enjoying and happy in that setting, then um, versus if you're not. Um,
1: but but I, I will talent. I will say that does require one thing, and that does require action. Yes, because if you're not getting out there and if you're not trying different things, mm-hmm. which can be hard to do because you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. But it, but if you're not actively trying different things to see how they feel and and how you like them, mm-hmm. you're never going to know what you you might like and what you you might not like. So I always get a kick out of you know we ask we ask you know high schoolers and kids you know what what, what do, do you want to do, do? Yeah. what do you want to do in your life right. It's you know, I, I want to be a firefighter or a teacher or a you know, pharmacist or a doctor or whatever. And it's like, well, you have I've zero experience with what that feels like to mm-hmm. know how to do it. And, and so um, figuring out, you know, shadowing, figuring out those experiences and, and trying to get a sense uh, for what you might enjoy or feel like you, you might enjoy is, a, uh, I think, a, a surefire way uh, to help you find the most uh, successful happy and and passionate career.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, Eric, this has just been such a great conversation. Um, Where can our listeners find you?
1: Yeah, if you want to reach out to me, um, certainly go to meded101.com. You can send me an email there. Uh, I'm probably most active on LinkedIn if you're uh, looking at at social media networks there. And um, yeah. I I shouldn't be too hard to find. If you simply uh, do a, a Google search, I uh, should be able to, to find my websites, meded101.com and reallifepharmacology.com.
0: Awesome. Or right, in check out his podcast, he's got Real Life Pharmacology as well. So Eric, thank you so much for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast.
1: It was awesome. I appreciate it, Hillary. And um, yeah, I did want to give you a a big shout out uh, for the Dispensary of Hope. I mean, it was Uh, I was uh, not knowing what to expect when I, when I came and visited down there and uh, I was really, really impressed for sure.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Um, Yes. And, and we're headquartered in Nashville, but are serving um, donated medicine all across the country for low income, uninsured patients. So thank you. It is great, meaningful work. Really enjoy it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it.